0: What's up guys welcome back to the better than yesterday podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today If this is the first time you're here, i'm so happy to have you this week listening to the show I know there's been a lot of shit going on in the world the last couple days. So I hope this can be a bright spot It's a new week It's a new chance to get better to listen to some good content So i'm glad to have you guys with me. My guest this week is thomas aguila thomas is a former baseball player at eastern university He is now a student in the kinesiology department at James Madison University, and he has his own podcast called The Hard 90s Podcast. So real laid back conversation this week. Didn't have too much prep, but I got into it with Thomas about podcasting, life, baseball, everything in between. So let's send it over there now. So the podcast, what made you sit down with the camera? I know like. I talked to Steve, who was one of your teammates before, and he started the podcast as well. And like he said, when he got started, he just kind of pressed record, didn't have a clue what he was doing. But uh, what made you get started with that?
1: Um, Like, well, maybe want to get started sitting down in front of a camera. Well, I, I talked to, like, I listened to Jocko podcast, and then he, um, he's his Navy SEAL, and he just talks about, like, Discipline equals freedom. That's his big thing. And that's what I tell everyone like when I start the podcast. And so um, yeah, I was kind of like Steve because my friend and I went to a baseball field and I was like, all right, dude, let's do a podcast. It's like, what, what are we going to talk about? I was like, I don't know. We'll just talk about anything. It's just for fun. And I think that's the big thing. Um, You and I talked earlier, like some, some people like the flow of it is sometimes awkward if we don't really know what's going on but I think it's just more fun if press record and like, I can have questions and then I can ask them or I can just like wing it, but press record and not really care about what the camera is showing. Like I, like I said in my, um, my communications class, it was like public speaking. I said for like my final speech, like I can say whatever I want, whether it be good or bad, and then the audience still has to clap because it's just a matter of respect and so whether it's good or bad people will still clap but i know in my heart if what i'm saying is good then i know the audience will like it and if i know it's bad then they won't like it but so it's just leaving it out on the table and it's like a informal interview because some people think it's like you gotta be so stiff you have to answer it correctly but the thing is this is like this is for fun like you were saying earlier like. This is just for fun and we can look back at it when we're older and be like, okay, this is how this person was and this is how he interacted or this is how he was on screen. There was just like nothing much to it other than just talking.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's an interesting perspective to think about it. Like this is basically like a public speaking class except the people that are listening actually want to be here because I know Mm -hmm. like if you're in college like no one really wants to be there you're you're up there giving a group presentation and people are on their phones people are scrolling no one really cares but if you do the podcast at least even if people are going to like hate on you or think it sucks like they're still there for a specific reason yeah so that's cool like what's what's been your favorite thing about doing it as you've learned
1: i like seeing how people react to questions or like seeing how they are like their physical state when we're on a podcast. Cause sometimes, yeah, there is like those awkward pauses or sometimes they think, or they answer a question and then in their eyes, like I can see, Oh, like, do you want me to say more? And then like, they, it's kind of like a stumble and fall thing, but it's, that's what I like about it because, and then if they feel like that at the beginning, then in the middle or like they develop that comfortable state, when they're talking because they know it's just talking.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not like much pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a cool thing that you're able to, you're able to bring people together like that. And it's, it, it's your job as a host and like my job since you're on the podcast, like to, to make you feel welcome and like your answers are, are right. <laughs> like, even if they're <clears throat> not right or wrong, they're just, uh they're just what you're thinking at the time. I like how, you have that perspective to like look back on on what we're saying, and even if we look back a year, two years from now, five, ten years, you might be like, "Oh, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I thought that way." But that's growth. like if you if you're able to do that and look back, I think that's what's important. <clears throat> yeah The first time I saw you at actually was my first time back at Eastern. I came for the King's game. I want to say 2018, 2019. I forget what year, but you had a walk off, and uh, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, who's this Thomas kid?" I don't even know if I played in the alum. I played in the alumni game maybe that year, but uh, yeah. So, what was your time like at Eastern? You played college baseball for a year and then transferred. So, tell us what what that time was like.
1: Yeah, so I uh, went to Eastern, and I was thinking there was always a time like in high school and senior year where I was like, do I really want to play college baseball? Do I not? And my parents said, if you do it, then you can look back on it and say, I played college baseball. Whereas like if I were to go to school, um, it's either like I try out for baseball or if I do club ball, but I'm glad I went, um, and at least tried like one year. So I made a bunch of good friends. Like I still text them. Sometimes I call them, uh, my roommate, Luke Grundle, like I still text them sometimes. And uh, I was actually supposed to meet up with him in uh, Williamsburg, but he was busy. But it's it's fun. Like I like the experience of college ball, and especially as a first year student going into it. Instead of trying to find new things to do, like clubs, like I was already that was baseball was my club, and I was able to um, manage my time pretty well, just because everything was back to back, like whether it be school or lifting. I had to find time to study or like I had to find time to do my homework. It was just a regimen. Like I just had to do things. Whereas like if I didn't be, if I wasn't a part of anything, then I would make myself do it. Um, or like I would have to find time or force myself to do it. Whereas like with baseball, I, it was just back to back. So, um uh, my time at Eastern was cool. I, I enjoyed fall ball. Fall ball was like the most fun part for me because it was growth development and like learning to, or just be more accustomed to my teammates and the school, like first time going in. And it was just, it felt like more fun for me in fall than it did spring.
0: Okay. And then, so, so you transferred and I think a lot of people, think when they go into college that they need to have it figured out you need to pick the right major you need to have everything mapped out what internship you want to do what um what job you want to take out of college and you found out like there's probably not a straight line so so tell us about like your your path to transferring and deciding like this wasn't right for you
1: Mm -hmm. so it was in my like toward the end of the baseball season. I was like, the school feels pretty small for me. And, um, I want to network more. And I think that the best way to do that is to transfer to a bigger school. And so I wasn't able to transfer right away after freshman year, I had to go to a community college, which I think was fine. I mean, socially it wasn't great because I would have to like go to and from school, but I had my credits. I got my credits out of the way and it was cheaper too. I just lived at home. But then I, um, after I finished that, I wanted to go to James Madison University. And so they have like 22,000 students. And I thought like a lot of people that go there network pretty well. And so I wanted to go to that school and I, I got accepted. I'm going there now. And I was just thinking like a bunch of the students there, that are kinesiology majors. Like I'm a kinesiology major a bunch of them want to go to uh, physical therapy or occupational therapy or some of them that don't know what they want to do. It's just kind of like spread out everywhere. Like a, they say, I don't know what I want to do. I, like, I want to be an orthopedic surgeon or like I want to work with athletes and there's like not one specific route, which I think is cool with kinesiology. Like I can be a strength coach or I can, uh, I don't know. Some people, who graduate with majors don't even do what they do in the real world. Like I can graduate with a business major, but then I end up being a strength coach. So, I mean, that's the cool thing about kinesiology. Like I can graduate with a degree, but then I can also get the certification. um, Or I can graduate with like a different degree and then still get a cert, like a certification for something else that's not totally in what I was studying for the past four years
0: yeah absolutely so you brought up networking like what what does that word mean to you because i know what i think about it but uh what's like networking to you
1: for me it's just like communicating like finding more people to talk to about what i specifically want to do or it doesn't have to be specific to what i want to do but just um finding more people for more like job opportunities or just more opportunities in general, because um, I'm not trying to talk down or anything, but if I were to go to a smaller school, well, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just fact. If I were to go to a smaller school, then that would have smaller networking or smaller opportunities. But if I were to go to a bigger school, then there would be more opportunities because there are more people and more people might know or more people might have more things that I can get into.
0: Yeah, and we talked about like the coaching tree. If you have 20 strength coaches at your school or if you have one, obviously the network's going to be smaller. But I think what a lot of people miss with with networking is like and I saw it a lot when I worked in corporate America, like everyone's trying to get something from somebody else, like, oh, I'll network with this person so they can get me in that department later but a lot of people forget about like providing value to people now. So I think that's something like as a person who already graduated college, I can give you a little bit of advice on that. Like when you're, when you're networking, it's like, what can I do for you right now? And then it, and it's like not expecting anything in return, not like, Oh, you owe me. (laughs) And like, I think, I think politics is a lot like that. Like do this for me now and then I'll owe you later. But, uh, yeah man, I think that's good. I think your your mindset's really strong like just what what you're doing, what kind of chasing after, what what you want to do even if uh there's some bumps in the road. So like have your parents always taught you that like you're able to to change path or you're able to kind of do what you really want to do?
1: Mhm. Yeah, um like they have, as long as I like what I'm doing, then yeah, they're cool with it. Um, my dad's always, like, he always nudges me. He's like, physical therapy is, like, that's a good career to go down. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, I know it's a good career to go down. And, like, it's not that easy to get into, like, a physical therapy school. Like, my sister, um, she's uh, she got accepted into Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh for occupational therapy. And that's actually pretty hard to get into. And so, I mean, yeah, that's a good route to take. But, like, do I want to do it or – I mean I can do different things like I can graduate and I can work and then I can like apply I mean that's what she did Um, she didn't go straight from four years at school and then go straight into occupational therapy school I mean there's just like different things that I could do but yeah they don't really care necessarily like what major as long as I like what I'm doing and this is what I like doing. Like, I like talking, like, I like doing the podcast. Um, I like looking up workout videos or like something specific, like throwing or like quarterback coaches talking about like how to use your hips when you throw. So it's like anything that I'm interested in that can lead me into success and success doesn't have to be like make a lot of money. Um, But like something that can lead me into something bigger than myself, um, then yeah, they're, they're fine with that. So.
0: So who's your go-to? Who are you looking at on Instagram or YouTube to learn information from?
1: Um, my go-to is usually Eric Cressy. He's this um, baseball trainer. But there are actually, like, so many other people that I follow on Instagram. Uh, like, uh, there are a bunch of college strength coaches. Um, I think Zach DeKant, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's a TCU baseball strength coach. And then the knowledge that he imparts on people, like on Instagram, you're like, you might think in your head, this guy has his master's, this guy has his PhD. And then when I looked it up, he only has his bachelor's. But right now, since he's working in it right now, he is working on his master's. But automatically people would think, this guy knows so much, he must have his master's. But think about it, he just has his bachelor's. It's just, he's around what he loves to do. And he's around people that maybe no more than him that's why he's able to like impart knowledge on people it doesn't mean if i have like a bachelor's or a master's i know everything it just means like you've got the degree but for him like i automatically like i thought in my head he has his master's because he knows so much but he only has his bachelor's and he's working on it and i mean it's just he's around what he does and he's able to like impart knowledge on people that even if they do have their masters, wouldn't know. So it's like, it's just being around what you want to do and being around like the knowledge. Um, and they're able to, I don't know. They're, they're just, they're just able to, to work on it. So.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned before we started recording, uh, Jocko, like you're listening to his podcasts and stuff. Uh, like what made you get into that? Like you have to, you have to really choose to get into like developing yourself and caring about getting better. So, was there a specific time like you remember that you started listening to podcasts or reading books or following people on Instagram that uh, you were like consciously trying to get better?
1: Yeah, um, Jocko. I heard about him before, but then like I was like, this guy's a Navy SEAL. Um, he has a podcast. So I, I don't know. I just started listening to it during quarantine and he had something in quarantine where it's like trim up or like shape up or it's something that he shaved his head. And then there's like a hashtag, whatever, something up. And I was like, oh shoot, I want to I shave my head now. And so I, I, I always like mess around with my parents. I'm like, dad, mom, dad, I'm going to like give myself a buzz cut. They're like, no, please don't do it. And then one day, I was like, I'm not going to tell them. And so like, I ran upstairs, I got like the razor and then my mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not nothing. And then I went to the bathroom. I just shaved my head. Um, it's just like simple stuff like that. I mean, there was no like one particular time where I was like, I need to listen to a podcast. It just happened. And then it was just small stuff like that. Um, for him, it was just more discipline with whatever you do, like the small things lead up to the big things. And, um, I remember one of your um, tweets, it was just like, do it now, think about it later. And I mean, I guess for like big things, you're not really going to do that. But in terms of people thinking, Oh, like, I don't know if I want to go to Chipotle or like, I don't know if I want to do this. I mean, i I mean, just do it and then think about it later. So there's just so many small things in life that people think about so hard instead of just doing it. Um, and then there's there there might be a greater reward for just doing it without thinking.
0: Yeah, and you're always just going to like naturally whatever you do, you're going to get better at if you repeatedly do it. So if if for you it's starting a podcast, yeah, the first episode might suck, but who cares? Like you yeah. if you do 10, 20, 30, 40 episodes, they're go- they're just naturally going to get better. And I think a lot of people are afraid to to get started because they're like Oh, I don't know how this is gonna turn out. Is the lighting alright? Is the sound alright? And a lot of times, it's just like, for me, I'm a person who just does it, and then I'm like, oh, the lighting sucked. Like, let me, let me do it differently next time. But, but some people, there is no first time. That's a problem. Yeah. So what's the what's the plan? Like, I uh, so you're doing you're on the physical therapy route. Is there like there's a program that you have to apply for and stuff like that.
1: So I'm in the physical therapy route right now. If I wanted to go to physical therapy school right after college, then I would have to apply to schools um, this summer. So like 2021 summer. And that's not really something that I want to do. I mean, it's, it just seems so weird for me. I used to be the person where it's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. um, Without thinking about the long-term where it's just like, I'm going to do four years of school and I'm going to jump straight into four years of school. Um, So like I thought about it a little bit more because it's more like a long-term decision. And I thought, okay, I don't want to jump into physical therapy school right away. Like even if I get into a school, like for people that get into masters, I guess it's if you get in, you go there, I mean, it's not really something where you choose, because if I wanted to go to my number one school, I don't get in, but I get into another school. The whole point for me to go to PT school is to become a physical therapist. Like I, and, um, I don't think I would want to go to a school that I don't like in order to do something that I'm not a hundred percent about. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the track right now. It's just so weird. For me, because I'm in this uh, pre PT society and everyone's like, yeah, I took the GRE like as a practice or something. And then I was thinking in my head. It's just, it's just so weird since I'm 20 right now. And like the people that are in there, like 21 or 19 or whatever. And it seems like everything is so set up and they're just going to go right into it. Um, I'm I'm not 100% sure. So but that's just the track. It's like they, if they want to go to it right after their senior year, they would have to apply after their junior year. So, which is um, summer of next year for me.
0: Well, I'll, de- I'll definitely have you back on the podcast maybe in a year or so, and and we'll see where you're at. Maybe uh, <laughs> you'll have a uh, you'll have a different perspective. Yeah. So when you when you stopped playing college baseball, was there a point? you're still majoring in kinesiology, but was there ever a point where you got like less motivated? Like you stopped wanting to go to the gym or was that something that you've just always enjoyed?
1: Uh, it's something I always enjoyed. Like after I stopped playing, when I transferred to community college, I still kept on going to the gym and that's when I got into Olympic lifting, like snatching and, uh, cleaning, but I like snatching more. I, I just like the feeling of the bar over my head. And so – and I would, like, always, like, throw my dad. Like, I would still stay active. It just felt weird in a sense that baseball has always been my life since I was little. And then now, first time, I don't have any obligations. Like, I don't have to go to practice. Like, I guess my practice would just be lifting, but that's just more for fun. And um, I stayed in baseball. Like, I coached during my time at a community college, like I coached at my old high school, but then the season got cut short. And then after that, I coached with one of my old travel coaches, uh, Keith Newcomb over the summer for like a 13 year travel team. So although like, yeah, I did stop baseball. There was still things to do. And I like, I, I even joined like a men's league. um, And so there was always like baseball in it. And then I still, like, did what I was able to do. Like, even after freshman year of college, I played in Legion Ball. And that was the most fun that I've ever had playing baseball. And so baseball was always in it. And staying active was, I I guess, like, I just like staying active. There's no push for me to do it. I just do it. And so it's just, um, I don't know, just doing whatever to keep me going.
0: Very cool. Are you... Are you telling your 13 you guys like discipline equals freedom and you need to <laughs> set your alarm for 4 a.m. Are you teaching them that at all?
1: No, I mean when whenever someone asks me like, do you listen to uh, podcasts? Like I say, yeah, I mean I listen to Jocko Willink and like, yeah, he's about discipline equals freedom. Like that's what he says all the time. I don't say that to them. Like usually when people ask me about podcasts, I could just say Jocko, and then my dad's like, don't you listen to anyone else? And I actually like stop listening to him for like two weeks or so because there are more people to listen to. Like I, I look at different things. I look at like uh, Russell Wilson, he's talking about pressure. That's like a small tidbit of Ted talk, but no, I don't tell my 13 you guys that it's just more of like with their age, it's hard for them to listen, especially to me, since I was only like uh, 20, I'm seven years older than them. Sometimes it's hard for them to listen and pay attention. So it's just the, the small things for them. Like guys, listen up guys, hustle. Um, it's just the intangibles like there's uh, something called like a five tool player. You, you run, you hit, you hit for power, you feel, you throw. And then there's a six tool where it's like, I, I guess it's like you hustle. And so for them, it's just developing their hustle man mentality because yeah, they're playing in 13 you travel ball, but what next year, when they get into high school, you can be as good as the other player next to you. But if they hustle and there's not many roster spots on a team, I'm going to choose the guy that hustles over you. That doesn't um, want to be there as badly as that kid. So it's just little things of, yeah, it wasn't discipline equals freedom. I guess it goes into that, but, um, hustling is a big part of it, which is, um, uh, which is what gets the kids to the left next level. If they want to keep on going.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, how are you relaying that? Is it, like, telling people to hustle or is it showing people, like... Because I don't think you can really teach people to go the extra mile. Like, they have to want to do it. So, is there anything, like, you've learned as a coach that works better for kids?
1: I think um since this was my first year, like, really coaching baseball and being under Keith Newcomb, who's like, my best coach that I've ever had, he would outright say to a kid or outright say to a group, like, yeah, guys, if you don't hustle the person next to you hustles, they're going to play more since I see in his heart that he wants to do it. And if the kid really wants to be there, then you would see the change. Like it's easy to see the change; They're, they're going to do, they're going to go the extra mile, but I can tell a kid as much as I want to hustle and like, but they still don't do it. Then I mean, it's up to them. They're going to sit on the bench they're not going to play because it's ultimately they're playing not their parents and so yeah it's just sometimes it's outright telling them as a group sometimes it's better as a group telling the kids just because they know themselves that they need to do more in order for them to succeed Uh, because it's not cheap the parents drive them everywhere the parents it's it's a lot of money and so I guess sometimes kids feel the guilt, and then they remember why they love the sport, and so they just go at it.
0: Yeah, and it's funny that you bring up some coaches that you've had. I think a lot of people who I've had on the podcast have said something like that. There was always a coach along the line who said the right thing or who pushed them the right way. So for you, what it, what did you learn from Coach Newcomb that uh, that you took away? Was it just hustling, or was there anything
1: else that he taught it you? It was um, it was hustling. Yeah, that was a big part because he said that he wasn't a starting catcher. I, okay, I don't know if I got that right, but I I knew for him that in order for him to play, he had to outwork everyone. And um, one of the experiences that I had with him, and it's just a short story where. I missed a practice when I was on like a 13 U team. So I missed one practice. The next practice that came up, I was there. And so we were running a drill with base running and it was from second to third. And it was, and he said to us, to the whole team, whatever you do, don't run into a tag. That's a free out. And he said it very clear. And so I was pretty shy as a kid. So I, went, I was on second base and I ran. <laughs> I ran straight into a tag and then he yelled at me. And I mean, it wasn't like a regular coach yell. Like he's kind of known as being a drill sergeant. And so he was outright yelling at me. And then at the end of practice, I was crying. and I thought I wanted to quit. I thought I wanted to quit baseball forever. But then my dad's like, come on, dude, it's just like, I don't know. He just yelled at you. And so like the next practice I came up and I was like, okay. Like I, and then I practiced, um, But it's just more of like, how, if I want it that bad, that's not going to deter me. I'm just going to keep on going. Uh, And I had dinner with him like uh, two years ago and I talked to him about that. And then he said, you know what? Um, Yeah, I guess you were little, but I would never apologize for me trying to do the right thing. Like if I want you to do it right, I'm going to tell you to do it right. I'm not just gonna be like, okay, you did it wrong. Oh well, we'll we'll do it next time. If I specifically said it, and I want you to do it right, you got to do it right. So um, that's one of the big moments that happened to me, like when learning from him.
0: That's a cool story, and it is funny how he didn't apologize for it. He's like, "No, <laughs> no, you still did the drill wrong." So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I think I think we've all had those coaches that have really made an impact. And you talked to Benham, who's, who's kind of doing that now. And we had coach Saltzman, uh, like we weren't at school directly, but, but there's just so many things that he taught, he taught us at like our class. I'm not sure how he was with yours, but uh, yeah, there's just so many things that I think about on a daily basis that we learned in the weight room at school that, that maybe it wasn't even explicitly stated, but it was just an attitude and how you carried yourself and and I think even though you only played for one year, like you'll you'll take away the memories and, and the lessons that you learned from baseball for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, cool man. Where can people find the uh Hard Nineties podcast? Where can they go to listen to it?
1: So um I have it on Spotify and um it's actually like on a bunch of podcast platforms, which I put out on anchor. Um, but like I can, you can find it on Twitter, hard nineties podcast. It's just, uh, there's no apostrophe. So it's hard. And then the number 90 S podcast. So it's on Twitter, Instagram, it's on my Facebook, which I post. Yeah, and I'm at Agla Thomas, A-G-U-I-L-A and then Thomas. So it's just, yeah. So Twitter, Instagram, and then it's on my personal Facebook. And I I'll, I also have it on YouTube so that you can actually like see people talk face to face.
0: Very cool. Do you have any any plans now that you're on break from school? Or are you doing any exciting podcasts coming up?
1: I yeah. Since I took a kind of a long break from podcasts, I'll I'll start doing more. Um, and so I think it's cool how you reached out to me in order to do this, and it's like uh, we're. Able- Able to branch out more like the networking, I guess. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do more because it's fun to do. And yeah. it's fun to reach out to other people and see what they're doing, I guess, professionally, like in their careers or whatever they're doing, what their mindset is, and uh, particularly like what they're doing in school or what they want to do in the long run. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to come out with some more episodes.
0: Cool, man. Well, I'll hold you to it. I know. I <laughs> told Steve kind of the same thing. Like, if you guys are, are starting it, like just, just keep doing it. It's like something mm-hmm. that, that you'll have and you can look back on, which is a really cool thing. Well, cool, Thomas. Thanks so much for your time, man. This was fun. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me, Angela.
0: Once again, thanks so much to Thomas for coming on the show. Really appreciated the conversation with him. It's always fun to talk to fellow podcasters, people who are just doing the work, who are getting their hands dirty. I give uh, big props to anybody who's brave enough to start their own show. So if you want to find out more about his, it's the Hard 90s Podcast. I will link that up in the show notes as well as his Instagram. So if you like this one, just take a quick screenshot this week, share it out on your Instagram story, and tag both of us. Let us know you liked it. We always appreciate that one. This one was episode 99, so big show coming up next week, the 100th episode better than yesterday. I'm looking forward to episode 100 and everyone after that. So it's been a great journey so far. Thank you guys so much for joining me and I'll talk to you guys next week.